Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Monday. It's the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. It's Mailbag Monday. That's exciting. It's exciting. Happy August. Oh, my God. Yes, How did that right? happen? Well, July went really fast because the Hawks kept giving us news. And let's hope that continues. It was Busiest busy. month ever. It really Super was. busy. Busy 31 days. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, boy, Mailbag Monday. We got a bunch of questions in the comments already. We appreciate that. But we got to tell you first, we're presented by PointsBet. Yes, Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up, and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. You're also going to get, with a $50 or more first-time deposit, that free CHGO membership, free T-shirt, all that good stuff. You get access to our Discord. And guess what? The Discord folks get priority on Mailbag Monday, trademark pending. Uh, so... <laughs> Before we get to our bursting sacks, O'Mail, we have a little bit of Hawks news. Uh, Luke Richardson has filled out his staff completely. He has hired Derek Plant, former Blackhawks legend. Who could forget his 17 games with the Blackhawks? Um, (laughs) Mostly known for the Buffalo Sabres. That's where the best years of his career were. Um, But he was a Hawks uh, development coach. Uh, from I think 2010 to 2015, or was 2015 it 15? to 2020. Yeah, I'm sorry, I got that backwards. Coach, yeah. And then uh, took a hiatus to go to Minnesota Duluth for I think two seasons, and then came back. So Derek Plant is in the fold, and the coaching staff is complete. So exciting, exciting yeah. stuff. A couple of little fun tidbits about Derek Plant before we get into our bursting sacks. So so far as as Jay has said this morning, we have bursting sacks and full staffs. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, very it's a great way to start a Monday. Very phallic month of August we're getting <laughs> off to right here. But anywho, it's a great first, uh, back first in day. the Blackhawks acquired Derek Plant back in 2000 from the Dallas Stars along with Kevin Dean. So I always find stuff like that is fun. Derek Plant, Kevin Dean both traded to the Blackhawks from the Stars in 2000, both now assistant coaches with the Blackhawks. And as pointed out to me by uh, Dan Vatch, the great PR guy for the Chicago Steel, Derek Plant's son, Zam, that's his name. Zam. 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 Sounds like a Batman. Uh, Batman just punched the Joker again. <laughs> uh, Zam, Z-A-M, Plant, is uh, a Pittsburgh Penguins draftee as of just a few weeks ago, and he played for the Steel, the Chicago Steel, this past season. will be back this year. So there's another reason to go see the Steel. There are many reasons to see the Steel, but, yes, that is a, that's another one. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's not a ton to react to on that, but. Some more hey, news. I mean, the staff is filling out. So three man staff. I mean, usually cool. usually it's two. Uh, Four. As far as assistants or three. You're right. Yeah. Assistants. It's I mean, Derek King, Kevin Dean, Derek Plant are the assistants. Jimmy Waits, the goalie coach. Matt Meacham is the video coach. There's your full staff. So that kind of maybe gotcha. tells me like, hey, I mean, typically it's two assistants, the goalie and the video coach. So that kind of tells me like, hey, uh, Luke, why don't you do us a favor and 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 keep Derek around, you know. Director of morale. So, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> like, apparently, Derek's have to be. Uh, yeah. Got to have two Derek's. Derek, two, are very popular. Two Derek minimum. Two Derek's. The, wow. <laughs> there we go. 
So yeah, it's, coaching staffs. It's great. Cool. I, it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to be, you know, uh, as many, it's very much like Kyle Davidson's crew of uh, assistant GMs and all those things. Like, it's good to have a lot of people chiming in, especially yeah. someone with his experience, both coaching and playing. Um, you know, the more eyes on a thing you can get, the better, especially for a first-time head coach. Now, look, if you're bringing in, you know, prime Scotty Bowman to be your head coach, you probably don't need a bunch of voices. A guy right. clearly has the experience, but nothing wrong with bringing in some trusted uh, companions it's, to help you get yeah. through that first year. It's a little different than when, like, Jeremy Collerton was told he had to have Mark Crawford on his staff. Right, yeah. Where you were basically like, well, <laughs> yeah. here's, the, here's the adult in the room, and here's the guy that's going to replace him the second we launch him into the sun, which didn't go that way, but that's what everybody thought. So it's a little different. Instead of, like, uh, the team telling him who he needs to have a coach and then him getting to choose at least two of the guys of the three. But I'm sure Derek... King was a once Luke Richardson talked to him was probably like yeah I could use this guy yeah why not probably a, probably a little bit too to the connection that he was at Minnesota Duluth and they have a couple of prospects like Wyatt Kaiser Connor Kelly and Dominic yeah. James that all came through though through that program in that mm -hmm. time frame it probably has a little bit of a connection to that too as maybe Doesn't some hurt. prospects that they're like hey let's let's have some a familiar voice around for these guys eyes to the future yeah Instead of the year right in front of you, um, it's, it's welcome a, it's change. A, it's a different uh, perspective, that's for sure. By the way, speaking of Mark Crawford, we got to find Mark Crawford. That would be a fun guest to talk to. That Finding dude's got Mark stories. Crawford. And if you watch the Unrivaled uh, documentary on the Red Wings and Avalanche rivalry, uh, him talking about his confrontation with Scotty Bowman is just awesome. He's like, <laughs> I will be forever remembered as that guy. Even though I wasn't really that guy, it was just that <laughs> moment I yeah. lost my mind. And he said he sent a picture of himself, like wild-eyed and screaming to his dentist because you can like see all of his teeth because <laughs> the cameraman was right between the two benches and he's like, choo, 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 like just taking shots of Crawford as he's free freaking out on Bowman. It's but incredible. I would love to hear what he thinks of everything going on with the Hawks and how things went the last few years. We got to find him, Mark Crawford. Find us. Yeah. yeah. All right. Should we? Uh, should we let's tear open, open our sacks? Let's open the bag. Ugh. What? Oh, you know what, Greg? Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going talking go about mail. Mail sacks. <laughs> talking about <laughs> mail. Mail, mail sacks. sacks. All right. I don't know how that could possibly be misinterpreted. Jeez, come on. All right. McBacon starts us off from Discord again. <laughs> Become a member at allchgo.com. And you'll get access to our new user-friendly, uh, non-intrusive, non-ridiculous Discord page. Uh, he says, with what they have right now, what may the top two lines look like? Do you think they will play well together, or do you think they can fight each other for the puck? Uh, Mario, you did a pretty good job a couple weeks ago. Was it me last week? Two weeks ago? Of kind of laying out your lines, and I kind of liked where your head was at. So why don't you, uh, you. lay out your your philosophy? And yeah, uh, you can see that at allchgo.com. Um, I kind of took a stab at what the projected lineup could be, uh, given what we know of the roster as it is right now. Um, I think the, the, the top two lines, I th you're looking at a combination of uh, Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, obviously, in there. I think Max Domi and Andreas Athanasiu will find their way in there as well. Um, I would assume Lucas Reichel is going to get in, into the top six, uh, either as a center or a wing, um, but I think if the Blackhawks want to see him as a center, I think they'll, uh, they'll try and get him. I, I put him on a line with, uh, with Kane and, and Domi. I think that's a, a yeah, good matchup for, for Reichel to kind of flourish, play with some, some speedy, skilled players. Um, I, and I believe I also had Taylor Radish in there as well, just because of the, uh, the chemistry that he seemed to have built in the short time that he played with Jonathan Taze. I think that that, that worked. Um, a, a player that I think could also kind of sneak, the, sneak their way into that top six rotation is Tyler Johnson. Um, he had, uh, you know, some stints being in the, in the top six. I, he started last season with uh, Debrinkit and Kane, and that seemed to work for, you know, a, a few games before he got, uh, he got hurt. So I, I think that that's someone who's, who's versatile and can, can move around the lineup and wouldn't uh, be surprised if maybe he got a second-line center position to uh, to begin the year and, and see where things go. But I, I think those would be the guys that I would say would, would make up the top six and pretty much interchangeable between those lines, I would say. I'm really curious how comfortable the Hawks are going to be having Lucas Reichel start the season as a center. 
Um, and look, if they see him as a center, that's what they should do. That's pretty much what he did in Rockford all year. Yeah. yeah. And I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, most of his games in the NHL, he was primarily a center. So we'll, we'll see if he, can, uh, if he can develop as a center. Um, it's easier to move from center to wing than the other way around if that needs to, needs to happen. But um, I don't think I, – I think that they can learn a lot of lessons from what happened with Kirby Doc in development and pigeonholing a player into a position – um, if it's not going to work out at center with, with Reichel, just move him. Don't force him to be a center if it's not going to work out. Yeah. Uh, the other question McBacon had is, do you think they'll play well together or do you think they'll fight each other for the puck? No, nah, that's not really a – there's not a lot of puck hogging going on. It, it, it kind of can't really do that in hockey. I think a lot, <laughs> I think a lot of times uh, Blackhawks teams since the – uh, the cup run where you had basically five players on the ice who you trusted with the puck pretty much at all times. Uh, since those cup runs, a lot of times p- players have deferred to, let me yes. just give the puck to Patrick Kane yeah. and see what happens. If, yeah. uh, they're, so they're, I think that <laughs> I don't think that's Kane saying, give me the puck. I'm going to do this by myself. I think a lot <laughs> of it has become, Hey, uh, let me get it to Kane or let me get it to Taze and, and just, yeah, uh, someone it, it, someone do something. If yeah. anything, the problem has been the exact opposite. Yeah, Not greedy enough with the puck. Right. So I don't think that I don't foresee that being an issue. Not with this lineup. All right. Next one comes from Discord as well. USM O five O six says during the Cubs rebuilds, we had the no no hit streak to look forward to on a game by game basis. What would the Blackhawks equivalent be? Boy, I don't know. It's a so if you don't know, the Cubs had like a really long record of not being no hit, and then they got no hit, and then traded for the guy that no hit him like a couple weeks later. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like good a, strategy. Uh, uh, it was like a couple days. It was Cole Hamels, yeah. right? And then like his next start was for the Cubs. I believe after that's that correct. No-hitter. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't really know. Yeah. I, this, like, well. This is the perfect reason to sign Phil Kessel because he's got that consecutive game streak going on. He could go. set the all-time record. I mean, um, is it just a no, no, not being shut out? Streak? Well, that's I'm sure that was not a thing because then they get shut out like a bunch last year. Well, yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. I, I thought, I, I thought <laughs> like the no goalie goal allowed streak, but they gave up one. The, <laughs> they, but they gave up one the Pecorino a couple years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, I guess you could keep track of the Patrick Kane record. Watch. Yeah, it's basically just accomplishments, right? Like you can't do milestone. you can't do games without a too many men on the ice penalty because that will be that's never goes past zero. Yeah, um, <laughs> and maybe it'll be different. We could come up with something. We could think about that. Find some weird that'll be our funky be stat. You know, did did the Blackhawks get a power play goal from a defenseman? That's a streak. That's there you still go. going. That's a streak. There. That's, that's the streak. The that's the one. The streak of of I games without to, a. There used to be a Twitter account back in the day that. It was funny, but also sad. It was, did Brian Bickle score tonight? And it, every tweet was just, no. <laughs> so we could do, did the Blackhawks defensively get a power oh, play man. goal tonight? No. Oh, boy. All right, go. one more from the Poor Discord uh, from Sunghyung86. Realistically, is Jonathan Taze more likely to finally retire or continue playing somewhere else after his final current contract year finishes. Well, how he's saying finally retire. Like we all been just waiting for him to retire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there is part of me that feels like Jonathan Taves doesn't have a lot of interest in going and signing to be a third line center somewhere. I don't know. He is the ultra competitor, but much like we were talking about Duncan Keith on our episode last week, last Friday, that competitiveness is also can also like frustrate you as a player because Duncan Keith knew he wasn't the same guy and just being average or in Duncan Keith's case probably slightly below average was not acceptable for him so he just walked away it's the personal standard yes yeah. could Duncan Keith have played till he was 40 or 45 years old maybe considering his level of fitness but he wasn't willing to sacrifice the quality of play and that's sort of the question for Jonathan Taves for me you also had the factor of myriad concussions that he has suffered over his career. He also had whatever happened where he missed the season two years ago. Uh, health has been a concern for Taves. So I wonder if he's just wants to take that next step of his career. And, you know, this weekend we saw a Patrick Kane rumor floating around that was debunked. Um, this stuff is gonna, is fluid because I truly don't think either guy really knows what they want to do right now. I think they're kind of doing a wait-and-see thing. I think they're both going to start the season with the Hawks. But with Taves specifically... I, I would say 
if I'm handicapping it myself, I'm saying 50-50 he retires or signs somewhere else. I don't think it's a given he's playing beyond this season. Yeah, I think the the interview that he did with Mark Lazarus uh, for The Athletic, you really saw kind of how Taze has everything kind of laid out on the table, and he's just considering a little bit of, of each option, whether it's, you know, stay on for the rebuild, retire, accept a trade, and, and move on in his career w- with another team. Um, he really doesn't seem definitive in, in, in one direction. I would say if he's not traded this season, it would be poor for the Blackhawks to lose taste for nothing uh, if he does sign with another team. But I, I would agree with, with, Jay's, with Jay's comments about I don't really see Taze just accepting a lower role uh, with another team just because he wants to continue playing. Um, I think if he really, really wants to continue playing, I think it'll either be with Chicago and he's built, he's bought into the rebuild um, or it's, or it's retirement. Yeah. If it's, if it's, if it's not a trade to a contender. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I think we can't, we won't know the answer to that till we, Jonathan Taylor doesn't know the answer to that. It's going to be how he performs this season. If he's performing good, and he, he's up to his standards, then I can see him playing beyond the season, whether it's here or elsewhere. But if he has another tough year and he struggles and he's not feeling like he thinks he should feel, then I could realistically see him saying, don't trade me, this is it. You know, I'm, I'm going to call it a career here. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I think we'll get a better idea of what may happen by, like, Thanksgiving, you yeah. know, based yeah. on his play. Based on, um, yeah, and based on where the, if where the teams I, are. I don't, think a, I don't think a significant bounce-back season is out of the question for him either. No. Yeah, I, I think we saw in the back half of last year, it looked like he kind of got his legs underneath him a little bit more. Um, it, it Obviously, it took him some time to get his, to get his body right. But uh, from what he said in, 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 the, in the interview, it seems like his body's in a better position now than it, than it was last summer, which is great to hear. And, uh, yeah. I, th- I think that was probably one of the biggest hindrances to the start of the season was just he was fighting himself. Yeah. I want to address something going on in the chat. They're asking about uh, Jimmy Waite and if he was on the 2010 Blackhawks. No. no Stefan Waite, his brother, yeah, brother, was the goalie coach for the until 2010 2013. Hawks. Yes. Yeah, Jimmy so, Waite didn't get that gig until the 2013-14 season. So there. Just wanted to make sure yeah. that was addressed. Let's let's tackle a question here from the chat as well. Somebody was asking about, there it is, uh, Yexer. Uh, what is a realistic return for Taves if he does well by the deadline? And could the Blackhawks get rid of Seth Jones? Let's do the Taves one first. Like we were just saying, I think it, it's all dependent on if he's Jonathan Taves from 2021-22, you're looking mid-pick. Mid Maybe a mid-round round pick. Because yeah. uh, you're, low cause you're retaining half of his salary. Y- yes, so you're going to retain. Which is... You'll get... Don't get hung up on salary retention either. Yeah. It's it's a non-issue. It's, it's just, not going to be a problem. It doesn't matter, especially at the deadline. Teams get creative. You could you could even, you know, retain part of it, and another team retains another part of it. Like it's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't see that being a major hindrance at the deadline. Um, what if he What if he does have a significant bounce back season? I still, I wouldn't put anything greater than a second round pick. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would agree that's, with that. To me, I think that's, they get that's a, ceiling. If they get a second for him, I am I'm thrilled. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And how crazy is that to say? Yeah. An all-time yeah. Mount Rushmore Blackhawk. Eh, if we get a second-round pick, I'll be happy. But then again, I you mean, never know. You got the 13th <laughs> overall pick for Kirby Doc. So, I mean, yes, there's way more upside yeah. there right, potentially. Right. But, you know, we never – you know, we scoffed but, at the reports that Brendan Hagel would get two first-round picks. But you know one first-round pick, and then he got two. So, you, as I said many times, never underestimate the stupidity of an NHL GM at the trade deadline. Just think about it, though. Like – Taves has a, 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 a better season. Not saying he's dynasty Jonathan Taves again, but let's say at the deadline he's got like 20 goals, you know, something around goals. there, 15, oh, 20. Man. Yeah. You know, yeah. towards the end of the year, and he's winning faceoffs and killing penalties, and he's been healthy. Yeah. And you got a bunch of contenders that are like, we could for a him. rental to yeah. bring in Jonathan Taves to anchor, our, anchor us down the middle, you could do a hell of a lot worse than that. And then if a bidding war becomes a thing, then you're talking. I still, I we're team. Not, this is best case scenario. Teams, um, teams get desperate. Yeah. Injuries happen. There's, you know, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, but, I mean, th- go look at like what a guy like Jerome McGinley got at those trade deadlines at the tail end of his career. Not right. a whole lot. So yeah. you're gonna you gotta you gotta remember that a GM is gonna pay for what you can get out of Jonathan Taves this postseason, not for what he did in the 2010s. When the Hawks traded for Antoine Vermette in 2015, they gave up defenseman Klaus Dalbeck, who was like borderline NHL player in a 2015 first round pick, a low first. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but 2015 Antoine Vermette is better than 2022 Jonathan Taves. Probably. 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 So, yeah, I mean, if, if, if they could get a mid-grade uh, prospect and an upper-level pick, I think that's, that's great. That yeah. would be awesome. But we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Seth Jones was the other question. Uh, enough of the try. Like, I, he's a good player. He's going to be here for the foreseeable future. Let's just move he's, on. He's pretty anchored. And yeah. I think we did the what would it take to buy him out, and you're paying him until 2039, which is not a real year. And you're still, <laughs> like, and you still, and you have a defenseman who was right now the same age Duncan Keith was the year he won his first Norris Trophy. Right. Not saying Seth Jones is going to win a Norris. No, Trophy, but just but, like the dude is in the prime of his career, he's still a really good defenseman. He's still your best defenseman. Yes, the contract stinks for the team in this situation. Mm-hmm. We can't do anything about that. Like, let's stop. Yeah. Pretending that we're trying to trade, you know, uh, an, an Alex Nylander on Seth Jones contract here. Like this Thank guy you. is a very good hockey player. He's going to be the number one defenseman on this team for the foreseeable future. Top. Yeah. Let's just enjoy the fact that we've yeah. got a it, really it, good hockey. It player doesn't help here. that the uh, was it uh, Pronman put out the article, that the worst contracts in hockey and his was second. Oh, that was dumb. Oh, Lus- dumb. Lus- so one of those number nerds. And, and, uh <laughs> Is it scroll up a little bit there? Sorry, it's a uh, Alton V says. Well, I do think Seth Jones makes a bit too much. Why does everybody hate the guy so much? I know we're rebuilding. I feel like ever since he's been here, no one likes the dude. He had fifty-two points for us last season. Exactly. It, yes, they traded too much to get him. He probably makes a million dollars too much, which is not the. It's a million dollars. This is a team that is not trapped for salary cap. Yes. Issues. And it's in four years, fine. in we three were, years, that deal is going to look like a bargain. If the Blackhawks were going to be continuously going for it under previous management, be a hindrance. it would suck to have him for that much money. But that's not the case. Yes. And yeah, a million, a million overpayment, sure, that's fine. Now, with potentially $21 million coming off the books, as I point at Jonathan Tays and Patrick Kane, it's not going to hurt as much. No. Here's and, yes, he's still a top 15, top 20 defenseman yeah. in the league. He's the best defenseman on, in, on the team. It's not even close. And to answer Alton V's question, why is there so much hate for this guy? It's not directed direct, It's not hate for Seth Jones. It's hate for he who shall not be named it's, and yeah. the trade and the contract. Neither and of those things are the conditions Jones around fault. him coming And here. the guy who made the trade and signed the contract is gone. Is we gone. need to just move on if Seth, jo- if it's Seth Jones really can- unfair to Jones yeah if it he is. continuously plays 27 28 minutes a night and puts up 50 points what's wrong with you're that? after this year you're getting your gonna, money's worth he's unless they get Bedard after this season he's going to be their leading scorer for a few years in a row probably Quite possibly like it's legit probably. like a, <laughs> like get used to it my dad texted me Jones, second worst contract in hockey. Thanks, he who shall not be named. He didn't say that. He said the actual name, but I can't afford to pay anymore. Payday's a little <laughs> bit away. Um, it's like, he's an awesome player. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. All right, let's go to the old, the old Twitters. Uh, two girls, one puck, one of our favorite commenters. Nice. Uh, says, realistically speaking, how many years of rope do you think Kyle Davidson will get to turn this from a tank, <laughs> I mean rebuild, to a contender, Looking at recent teams who tanked, those GMs eventually got replaced well before they reached contender status. Buffalo, the primary example. Well, Joe hmm. Sackick has been the GM in Colorado for a long time. Yeah. And they sucked when they were rebuilding. Yeah. They were real bad. I think Davidson gets a lot of rope. I really do. I, what's, what's his contract yep. for? Four years? Davidson? Yeah, I believe that's correct. Four or five? Yeah, five. Wasn't there's, it five? Your, there's your answer. Yeah. I don't see any scenario where he gets fired before his contract is up unless something there's some really awful bad PR thing yeah, that happens. Yeah. I don't they're going to this is their guy. This is their guy. They're giving him full control. 
you know, there hasn't been much of anything where you go, well, oh, that's Rocky interfering with the team or that's so-and-so, that's Danny interfering with not, you know, mm-hmm. you see that in other teams around town. Like you, you look at the White Sox and people go, well, you know, Rick Hahn doesn't have the power to fire the, hire or fire the manager apparently because we all know that that's a Jerry Reinsdorf move and the reason he's yep, still yep. here is because of Jerry Reinsdorf. You're not seeing that with the Hawks right now, at least not anything that blatantly obvious. So Kyle Davidson's their guy. Yeah. So he's getting as much rope as he needs, I think, for whatever that contract, four or five years. If we're here four seasons from now and the Hawks have not improved at all and these prospects are not turning into NHL players, then you start going, okay, we need to go in another direction. But you have to give them at least, bare minimum, three or four seasons mm-hmm. to let these draft classes start to pan out. Now, if we're here – on August 1st, 2025, 2026, and Frank Nazar is no longer in the organization, never played. Kevin Korczynski has never played in the NHL. Ugh, then God. it's time to move on. Yeah, but if those guys are here bad. and producing, you, you, you got to keep rolling. I think the, the reformatted ownership group uh, of, of Danny Wirtz and, and Jamie Faulkner kind of taking the lead on, on that, They've spoken about organizational buy-in to Kyle and his and his plan, and I think that's all you really need to know. They are buying into what his plan is, and he has said his plan is going to take a couple of years. So, yeah, three, four, five years, I think that that's, that's the leash you have to give them to at least see some, some results and some improvement because, you know, the this year and next year are probably going to be the worst – hopefully the worst years of the rebuild uh, rebuilding plan. And to the question, you know, cough, cough, tank, whatever. Let's not, <laughs> let's not be afraid to call it a tank. The writing is on the wall. The Blackhawks are tanking. Like you don't trade out to bring it for Connor, Bedard. you don't, is... t- you don't trade to bring it and doc and don't restart, resign Strom and Kubelik and let them walk for free and say like oh you know do 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 no that's a tank like you can come out and say it it's fine it's not a curse word it's a tank like yeah. you're going for a top 3 pick you're, hopefully the top overall pick you got three franchise generational players at the top of next year's draft this is the year to tank mm-hmm. you don't tank this past year to try and get a Shane Wright or the Nico Hershier trade no disrespect to those players but you don't tank for those probably, guys probably pretty good players yeah you don't you do tank for a counter Bedard yes, or absolutely. a Mitchkoff or a Fantelli. You know, those are the type of guys you give up an entire season to right. get. Got a super chat here from Brandon. Super chat. Says Seth Jones is a $7 million defenseman making $2.5 million too much. He's fine, but not a $9.5 million player. That. So if it's seven million dollar defenseman. Let's let's take a look at seven hairs. It's it's seven million dollar defenseman. Ryan McDonough. 6.75. Ivan Provorov, 6.75. Brent Seabrook, <laughs> 6.875. John Klinberg makes seven on the dot. Mark Edward Vlasic, seven. Aaron Ekblad, seven and a half. So that's the $7 million range. Yeah. Seth Jones is better than all of them. Not Aaron Ekblad. Uh, I would take uh, Ekblad. Aaron Ekblad yeah. is underpaid. Okay. He's underpaid. He deserves more than that. How long ago, I wonder, how was that deal signed? Ekblad's Probably deal? recently. Two or three years ago. Was it? Two, probably two or three years. All right, now yeah. let's look at the people making money like Seth Jones. Well, <laughs> this is tougher, right? <laughs> so yeah. uh, well, Seth Jones kind of set that market. And Zach Wierenski, 9.583. He makes more. Charlie McAvoy yeah. and Jones have identical deals, as does Adam Fox. Darnell Nurse, mm. 9.25. Mm. Rossi, Yossi, uh, 9 million. Dougie mm. Hamilton, 9 million. Kale McCart just signed, mm. 9 million. So that's about the range. So, yeah. Somewhere in that seven to eight million dollar range is about right for Seth Jones. So it's not a massive overpayment. Right, I think yeah. if it was just the contract and not also all the assets they gave up to acquire the contract, that's the problem. It's, yeah, it's the combination yeah. of the two. But that person has been held accountable, so we might as well just yeah, move on with our lives. It is what it is. Yes, mm-hmm. we all agree he's making a little bit too much more money. We can't do anything about it. Super chat from Corey. Trust the process. Hashtag trust the process. Hop on the ride. I think, that's, on I think that ride. one's already taken, but uh, yeah, yeah. We, hop on the ride. We have no choice but to trust Kyle Davidson in this process right now. We don't well, have. You can choose not to trust him, but there's no sure, reason. Sure, but there's to. no reason not to. Give it, a, give it like a season or two. 
Yeah, we haven't even we haven't even gotten to the season yet. Like, and people want him tossed. Like we like let's. Yes, we get it. You know, Al Rad says let's, here. Let's ride it out. What here. if the Hawks don't draft Bedard, or what if they do and he's a bust and you traded away a forty goal? Sc- we had that forty goal score for two seasons and missed the playoffs both years. We're trying something different. Yeah, if Alex DeBrincat's on this team, all you are is slightly better losing. You're back at the number five or number six pick again yeah. next year. You're yeah. going for it. You're giving yourselves the best odds to get one of those top three picks. You may not. It's all a risk. There's no guarantee that Alex DeBrinkett is ever scoring 40 goals again in the NHL. That's, That's a, you know, that, the, the odds of him scoring 40 goals this season are better than, you know, the Blackhawks getting the number one pick, but there's still no guarantee. You're trying something different for the love of God. It's time to try something different. Yeah, it, it is. This rebuild is what three years overdue. Five years, uh, overdue. at, at least, least three, three years. years overdue. And there's a lot of people saying like they can't do that. Like Mr. Dud says there's no way Wurtz will give Davidson the right to the the time to write the ship. What? There's too much lost money at stake. No, oh. it's it's you lost money. They do, last year they did it where they signed they Seth know. Jones and brought in Flurry yeah. and brought in Tyler Johnson and brought in all these guys. It's not working. This yeah. is the only way. Look, if you want to be the Pittsburgh Penguins for the next 15 years where you're in the playoffs every year and your fan favorites are there, we and you get knocked out in the first round, maybe the second round every year, it doesn't get you Stanley Cups. That is the point. The point of playing in the NHL is to win Stanley Cups, and we have to get fans' brains to think that way. What is the path to a championship? Not just being good or entertaining or in the playoffs. Playoffs are great. They're a lot of fun. But you know what's not fun? Losing year after year after year in the playoffs. Ask Vancouver. How fun was that for them? You had people tearing up the city. They were so frustrated. Literally setting the city on fire because their hockey team was not winning Stanley Cups. The way to a cup is with a full rebuild. Look at Colorado. Look at mm-hmm. Tampa. My God, look at Tampa. These teams were so guys. bad for so long. And look at the damn Blackhawks dynasty. What percentage of those guys were homegrown? And the ones that weren't, like Patrick Sharp, you traded homegrown prospects for him. Matt Ellison, does he answer your trivia question? There that was go. a guy traded for Patrick Sharp. Then when it's time out. to win, you go get Hosa. You trade for Vermette. On and on and on. That's how you do it. You have to do it. Grow, you know, growing from the ground up, piecemealing it year after year after year. The Hawks have done it every year since 2015, and it hasn't worked. Now they've waited too long, so now you have to completely, like Greg says, you're below ground zero. You're underground at this point. I think the draft maybe has them now at zero because you've brought in some actually decent NHL prospects that are years away yet, but at least now you're at zero. The draft and free agency... This, this last month has basically been, okay, now we're at a starting point. Yeah. This is – Right. Yeah. Uh, the day after free agency was day one of the actual mm-hmm. rebuild moving forward. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's – you just got to look, look at all the teams. You can't win at Stanley Cup by going out and getting free agents. It doesn't work that way. You know, most sports you can't do that. Other sports you have a little baseball, more leeway. You can. you can in baseball, but you still got to have no your cap. own – yeah, no, no salary cap. cap. I'm not using the kids' lingo. Yeah, no cap. No, no salary cap. That helps. Um, so you gotta, you know, look at Colorado, all their homegrown guys. Look at Tampa and their dynasty run. All, most of those guys drafted mm-hmm. or acquired very acquired smartly early, or yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, you gotta build from within. It's overdue. Yes, it's gonna stink this year. But as I said last week, we are losing to get better. This is losing with a plan of getting better. It's not losing just to lose. I know you see other teams in this town trade away superstars for lottery tickets, and there's no real plan. The Hawks have a plan. Is it going to be the right one? We don't know. We'll find out in three or four or five years. But at least there's a plan. There's many reasons to uh, want the pandemic to never happen. (laughs) One of them, way down the list, is I wonder... What would have happened if you play out the the nineteen twenty season and they completely miss the playoffs and they're not in the bubble postseason and they don't upset the Oilers and they don't get into the quote unquote playoffs? I wonder how that plays out differently because I I feel like in the terms of starting the rebuild, but that may have sparked a little bit. But it didn't that following off season is when he who should not have been named wrote that bullshit letter that they were rebuilding. 
they were going with a youth movement. Yeah. The terminology yeah, re- the is The rebuild different. on the fly kind of an mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, oh, we have some of these young players. Let's was play them to, now. That was just to, to tell people, hey, we're trading Brent Seabrook, and we're not bringing <laughs> back Corey Crawford. Yeah. That, that was basically what that was. Essentially, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just something I always think about. Uh, it's a great point. And I also think, too, like, that we're like, oh, maybe we're not as bad as we thought. No, you suck. Yeah. Yeah. The Oilers, like, watching that series – it just felt like the Hawks were ready to lose at any moment. The Oilers lost that series. The Hawks did not yeah, win it. Because the Oilers spent the entire series just watching around, standing around waiting for Connor McDavid to do everything. And he almost did yes, single-handedly almost beat the Hawks in that series. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, we're way behind on our ad copy, and we're sorry. I know you guys really look forward to the ad copy <laughs> portion of the show. So I'm going to really sell this one to you. Oh. Are you guys loving CHGO? Yeah. It seems like it. I know, you know, we get a little bit heated during the chats and all that stuff, and it's great. We love you guys. We love the passion. That's what this is all about. We're building this community of passionate Hawks fans and Chicago sports fans. But if you want to show us the love back, download the PointsBet app. And when you do, use that code CHGO. We're going to hook you up with up to two grand in free bets risk-free. Risk-free, damn it. No risk. Come on. That's no risk exactly. But that's not all. Oh, no. You make a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet, and you're going to get a free CHGO membership. That'll get you all of our great web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. And I've been told it's dope. Yeah, Merch is dope. So two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker. All that for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet and using that promo code CHGO when you sign up. And you could do it right from your damn phone. Get it out, download the PointsBet app, sign up, use that code CHGO. You'll be placing wagers in moments right from your couch, from your shower if you're a weirdo like me, (laughs) in the nude, whatever you want to do, you've got it, man, right there in your hand with that PointsBet app and play along with the games at home. Those in-game bets are so much fun. It is time to elevate your live betting game. Download the PointsBet app right now and use that code CHGO. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. That was a fantastic read, Jay. I know. That was great. I'm signing up right now. <laughs> Again. Shouldn't you, you already be naked? Again. <laughs> Uh, we are also not only brought to you by PointsBet, but also by Owen. And no, it's not Owen Power. It is spelled <laughs> O-W-Y-N. And what is it? Well, it stands for only what you need. And it is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works just as hard as you do. All of Owen's products are free of artificial ingredients. They are allergen-friendly, and they don't contain any gluten or dairy, which makes them easily digestible. May have heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who follows a plant-based diet. Uh, Owen and CHGO are partnering up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off of your first purchase at liveowen.com when you use the promo code CHGO20. That's liveowen.com, promo code CHGO20 to get 20% off of your first purchase. Uh, I have also tried the Owen products as I have started to work out again. Uh, Feeling good, helps with the recovery time. Uh, So join myself and Justin Fields, one in the same when it comes to elite athleticism and working out abilities, and try Owen, only what you need, O-W-Y-N, Owen. All right, let's go back to the uh, Twitter questions. We got one here from Raphael. He says, don't see many people talking about how Tyler Johnson can be important this season. He and Jonathan Taves are healthy now. They're playing well. Reichel playing well. Ty, uh, I did again. Max Domi, uh, Athanasiu, et cetera. I really think this team is better than last year, even without the cat. Don't you? Cheers from Brazil. I hope uh, not. I had to talk myself out of this. Uh, <laughs> I hope not. I had to help talk yourself yeah, out of this. Yeah, thank you. I, I they're think, not. Yeah, they're not. They're not. You got to look at, like, you can see a lot of potential in these names and say, oh, look, if, if they all have career years or all have – you know, duplicate their best seasons, maybe just maybe. That would suck. I don't think that's going to happen. I, You know, there's just not a lot of weapons here. Tyler Johnson has f- struggled to stay healthy. Jonathan Taves has struggled to stay healthy. Um, Domi and Athanasiu are, you know, second liners on a decent team, probably third liners on a great team. They're just not game changers. Um, the D is really porous. 
The goalies Old are bad. Yeah, there's no Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, there's this season either. Even if Mrazek bounces back, he's not the kind of guy who's going to keep you. It's still largely the same defense. Yes, and yeah. and you might be losing without some Calvin of those DeHaan. You're losing Calvin DeHaan too. Yeah. So. Speaking of losing Calvin DeHaan, uh, he texted me this morning and said he wants to wait until he signs somewhere to join the show. Oh, so we'll be having we'll him talk on, to uh, him on October first down the road. Yes, that's for sure. Oh, he'll be good for our opening night telecast <laughs> then. Uh, and no, we dis- pr- no, no, that's and that's not to disrespect Calvin DeHaan. No, but it's he's... very weird that there's so many good players yeah. that don't have contracts. All yet. Right. Well, maybe he comes back on a cheap deal, and then we trade him this year. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? Uh, But But yes, we appreciate you checking in and watching from Brazil, and the optimism as well. Yeah, I don't... Let's just... We don't want this team to be better than last year. I don't see... Yeah, I don't don't see this team being better than But they're not going to be better. No Debrinkit, no Doc, no Strom, no no Kubelik, and you replace those two guys with, with... Domi and Anthony say you no. It's I just yeah. I don't. If you squint because, really hard, you're still not because a good outside team. outside of having Domi and and Athanasiu, you know, kind of wedged into your top six. What's your bottom six like? Tyler Johnson. It's a bunch of Philip Kachuk, Radish Kachuk, Re- future captain Reese Johnson, and Whistle. McKenzie like and it's, Whistle. Not, yeah, it it's not. It doesn't not. There's it's no not, the there, depth isn't there. There's like, no can, scoring like, in that bottom yeah, six. Yeah, like that none. top six might be good, but you, you can't just ride those guys. No. And if you try to, you're going to burn you're gonna, out. You're going to struggle to score goals. Yeah, it's, and, it doesn't. I it. And the nights that I you actually can put together a three goal effort, you got to worry about porous defense and, and and Swiss cheese goaltending. Yeah. So I don't see. I appreciate the optimism. I just don't see a lot of reasons that the overall team to be optimistic for. now there are smaller things to be optimistic about and True. excited about mm-hmm. but don't be optimistic for this team being good you don't want them to be no good. that's kind of the point yeah you kind of made bad. this roster <laughs> you made this roster to be worse than last year on purpose yeah. So let's be worse than last year. Uh, there's a comment up there from Al a little bit. Uh, Kevin, if you can, there Al. you go. He says, Hawks have not drafted an impact player beside Debrinkit since Kane. Their draft record is pathetic. That guy is gone. All the people who made those drafts are gone. They're gone. It is not, it is, they don't like lay a jersey out on the draft table and the jersey dials the phone and makes the pick. It is human beings. Those human beings are gone. Yes. It is a completely new regime making draft picks. So looking at the past of what he who shall not be named and crew did is a completely irrelevant argument. Completely irrelevant. They have okay. also drafted dynamic players since Patrick Kane. It's just they They've didn't traded him away. Develop <laughs> them and keep them. Table yeah. Terravine I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He's all right. Uh, Josh Micah says, What will it take for the Blackhawks to sign Phil Kessel? And please don't say hot dogs. Well, Probably Whoa, about two million bucks, go. three million bucks. Whatever they gave to Ty Domi, you give to Phil Kessel. Max, Max Domi. Too. Should we, we get a, a jar for Ty? We got to get a Max Ty <laughs> jar now. Yeah. Um, I just want to clarify for just myself because it, it got people were coming after me this weekend on Twitter. I'm like, I don't actually think the Hawks should sign Phil Kessel. No, would it be you fun? Do. I do. No, you do. It would be fun. The problem is what we're just talking about, though. If you, you bring in Phil into Kessel. It, you might make the team a little too competitive. <laughs> do you though? I think you, you do. He played all eighty-one games for the eighty-two games for the Coyotes last year, and they got the number two overall pick. So he scored eight goals. He had eight goals last year. I don't know. I I am done. I'm I am. This is to me. Phil Kessel does not oh, move that needle for it. making this team that much more competitive. You cannot bring in anyone else with any sort of a resume unless oh, you move somebody you out with a better it. resume. Those are my rules. Kyle Davidson, I know you're watching. I know you're watching. <laughs> do not bring in Phil Kessel unless do you it. trade Connor Murphy. Like, you've got to do something to offset the potential impact. The, <laughs> Dave Chappelle. I think that it's counterproductive to bring in Kessel literally with anyone with skill. Kessel was a minus 24 last year. See, wow, he, coyote, the Coyotes are like a minus 150. Right, so he's yeah. going to fit in perfectly. <laughs> he's not going to make this team any better. No. He's not. He may win you one more game this year. That's Maybe. too many. One more game That's than without him. Not one more game <laughs> than last year. So they'll win 14 yes. games with him instead of the 13 oh without him. No, I just it have started nightmares as a of bit. Like, it's now a movement. Yeah, I just Let's ha- go. I just have nightmares of, I have, Let's and go. As, the, as the fat guy on the show, I, I feel bad not, to, not, not appealing for Phil. But I just I have fears that, like, uh, 
what if Jonathan oh. Taves bounces back? I'm like, what if Lucas Reichel is legit and has like a 50 point season? Uh, in you, 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 you You're need so to, optimistic. You need Jay. to lay off the it. edibles before bed. <laughs> Absolutely not. We My pitch to Kessel, that. minus hot dogs, <laughs> is come to Chicago, a great a great food city, a wide variety of food. Uh, not a lot of expectations. Nope. Nope. A relatively friendly media group compared to other cities he's played in before. Yep. And He'd be a uh, darling here. Yeah. And Chicago loves their folk folk hero athletes. Like, come to Chicago. Play, play, <laughs> play 60 games. Just watch what our guy Daniel is doing on Twitter. Absolutely. That's dedication you're I, not going to get. That's love for a player else. that has no business being here I, and probably see, won't I need, be here. I'm trying to think with my brain and, my, and not my clogged heart. <laughs> All right? Like, my heart wants Phil Kessel here. My head is telling me, stop bringing in people who have been good before. You're it's screwing while, everything it's up. It's been a while since Phil Kessel has been a difference maker. And he's not going to be a difference he's maker. Be, he's going to be revitalized more sales, by Italian beef juice. Here's one more... <laughs> Uh, one more sales pitch to Phil Kessel. Your main goal right now is, is setting, breaking the Ironman consecutive games played record. Nobody is challenging you for a roster spot you here in Chicago. Pushed out of the lineup. Nobody is nope. taking away playing not time get from you. So, yes. So, come here and set your record, and then you can ride off into the sunset uh, if, on, in the Wienermobile. If ownership is worried about losing money and selling tickets... Kessel jerseys are going to be hot ticket items yeah. in, in the city of Chicago. And you can and sell those tickets to, to the Ironman streak. Yeah. Sell those tickets. I mean, make it would be perfect if like the record breaking game would be a home game. That would be one of be like, three sellouts. Amazing. Get, there's nothing you, you wrong with Chicago, getting some good shine on this team. He would bring a positive six, spotlight. 60 decent games in Chicago. You're beloved forever. And then you can control where you want to go and try and win a cup if you yeah. please. And is there any other player in the NHL that looks like he could be just a guy from, you know, the Mount Greenwood neighborhood more than <laughs> Phil Kessel? No, that's him. It's Phil Kessel from Edison Park. It was Scott Darling. Scott Darling is Mount yeah. Greenwood to a T. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Phil like, he there. could He could walk around the city and, and no one would be like, hey, it's Phil Kessel. It's just like, oh, hey, there's a guy enjoying a, a beef. Hey, the beer guy is here. The delivery guy is here. <laughs> let's, 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 well, let's let him in. Oh, wait, you play hockey? Narfin says if Kessel signs, Jay has to buy a Kessel jersey. I'll get a jersey. I'm not going to wow. invest like full $250 full for a guy who's going to be here for four months. I'm getting, if, if, I'm Kessel, getting if Kessel I'm signs getting in Chicago – I will get the home away any alternate. I'll get the <laughs> I'll get the 2018 I'll get the 2019 Winter Classic I'm gonna with get the Kessel. I'm gonna get the that he never pole. wore. I'm gonna get the barber pole jersey with Kessel. <laughs> Can't wear horizontal stripes. He he will not allow that jersey. Just makes big guys look bigger. All right, a couple more here. Disclaimer: uh, this I will one's not from be Hank. buying all those jerseys. He says uh, this season is all about getting that high draft pick. Bedard is the obvious number one overall. But you guys said Fantilli over Mitch for second. I understand all the thinking about the KHL and Russia and all the uncertainty there with his long contract, but I think Mitchkov could potentially be a more talented player than even Bedard, and taking Fantilli before Mitchkov seems like the wrong pick to me. High risk, very, very high reward with Mitchkov. I think I agree with everything you're yeah. saying. It's it's rational, yeah. If the uncertainty yeah. wasn't there, Mitchkov would be in the discussion with Bedard for the number yeah, one pick. There's it, no doubt about think, that. I think a lot of people are having that discussion, putting the KHL business aside. The problem is, even if we were just in standard Russian relations, I'd feel a lot better about it. Yeah. yeah. Right now, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look what's happening with Brittany Griner. Look what's happening, more importantly, the war in Ukraine. Like, things are not good, mm-hmm. and it's not going to improve anytime soon there's a chance Mitchkov gets drafted and never comes here that is a legitimate possibility it is and yeah. for for a, a franchise that needs this draft whether it's Fantilli or Bedard or whoever to hit you cannot take that risk and and if he plays out I, I forget the length of his KHL contract but if he plays that out before he comes to Chicago Yes, the Blackhawks have time to wait for prospects to develop, but they don't have seven years to wait for their for that pick yeah. to come oh, to yeah. come over. Like, I don't know, man. I, I I really, I think if you're if you're looking to accelerate the rebuild with a more sure thing, 
Bedard or Fantilli are are your top two options. Um, if you land in the third spot and Mitchkov is is your best pick, I I think then you're in this position where it's just like you you kind of have to take him and and hope things go well. But yeah, I don't know. I'm still very much in the one two, Bedard and and Fantilli. Yeah, I I yeah I agree. 100%. Like, Mitchkoff might be the better player when it's all said and done out of all three of those guys, but just too much uncertainty. Too much uncertainty. Um, maybe things change between now and the draft, but just go get the number one pick and draft Connor Bedard, and then we don't have and to not have, have to worry about it. we don't have to yeah. stay awake at night worried about if he's ever going to come here or not. Uh, Will says, I do think, though, if we get a good haul from a Kane trade, when was the last time we've ever seen a teardown of this proportion? Two first rounders and three consecutive drafts, potentially three firsts. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to. I've been trying to think of a comp for like what the Hawks are doing, and I can't think of a team that's like so quickly torn it down from like trying to contend, tearing it down from going from zero first round picks to three in one year, and then potentially two or three next year. I don't know. I you guys have anything like close to that? I can't remember. Nothing jumps off the page. yeah. Yeah, not off the top of my head, but yeah, it's. It's pretty impressive <laughs> to, well, he's definitely to have that turnaround. Definitely lit the fire under this, this rebuild. I mean, because if he has no first-round picks this year, you're, you're basically the rebuild starts next year. Right. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't add any major – you know, you, yeah, you get second-round picks, but those aren't guys that traditionally change your franchise. If, you're, if your first pick of, of this year's draft class was Paul Ludwinski – it's not looking I don't so think great. I don't think you're going, woo, hey, yeah. rebuild. We're off no. to a good start. So but with Korchinski and Nazar and Sam Renzel, you're like, oh, hey, this uh that's a little bit of a spark there. Yeah. Just gotta so. look at Scott Wheeler's top fifty prospects. Yeah. We had him on last Thursday. So if you haven't checked that episode out, uh look it up. Lots of great prospect talk from the athletics expert. Mm-hmm. He last season on his top fifty, we only had Lucas Reichel. Now we've got three. You got Frank Nazar and Kevin Korchinski, and they're both ahead yep. of Lucas Reichel. That's mm-hmm. exactly what you wanted to accomplish in this past year's And draft. also Drew Camesso, who is eighth in his top ten goalies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so. And Arvid Bloom, who was an honorable mention. Yeah. yeah. So it's so looking it's, better, and that's all you yeah, want to see at this point is start. some progression. We have another super chat from Brandon for two bucks. He says, Scott Darling was from Lamont. Yeah, they mentioned that a couple times on the yeah, broadcast. Yeah. I'm just saying he looks like a Mount Greenwood guy. <laughs> Trust me, my family is full of them. I host trivia If Scott Darling showed up at a family party, people would not even notice that he <laughs> so he looks like everybody from Mount Greenwood. Um, yeah, so here's this is a great question from McLovin, by the way. If the Hawks get screwed and pick third, who should they take instead of Mitchkov? Now, if they have the third pick, and it goes Bedard, Fantilli, and Mitchkov is still there, then I think are you, you taking the risk then? I think so. I would. I would because because I, I there's some players that could potentially like we talked with Chris Peters about the upcoming draft uh, draft class in 2023 before this year's uh, draft. He said there could be two or three other players that jump into that tier of Bedard, Fantilli, and Mitchkov, um, but we don't know those guys yet. If if or if any of them will will make that leap in their draft year this year as far as expectations go. I think if you're third and Fantilli and Bedard are off the board, I think with the risks of uncertainty, I think you still got to take them at that point. I, I think if you have the option between the three of them, you, you take both North American based guys, in my opinion. Uh, but if you're left with that, if you're left with the third option and he's there, he's the third option. And that could change between now and the draft. If the draft was being held right now, I'd still go with Mitchkoff, but we don't know. We got a full season. There's guys that are – there's a lot of other top-end talent that's going to put their name in the conversation mm-hmm. for these top three. Yeah. So right now, it, it'd still be Mitchkoff. Next July or June, whenever the draft is next season, June. we could have three or four other players added to that mix. Yeah, Potentially, yeah. And if you're scared at three with Mitchkoff, you could trade down. Sure. I'm sure there'll be – And get five and <laughs> whatever. You, you could, know what I mean? yeah, I guess yeah, you could. If, if there's somebody that really wants Mitchkoff or one of those other guys, you could trade down. And if, if Mitchkoff – if there's so much uncertainty, you could trade down the five or six, get a couple other assets, and still get Mitchkoff. Potentially, yeah. I, th- I think even with the uncertainty, in the, in the modern world, 
I think there's less of a chance that it's like, oh, he'll just he just never comes over from the KHL. I think there's less of that, but there's still there's a chance. There's still yeah. some of that, but I think there's less of that. I think if you're at three and he's there, you take him. Um, if you're, I mean, if they're outside of the top three, it's it's the draft is a completely different decision uh, discussion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's one more I want to get to, Kevin, before we wrap up. If you could scroll up just a little bit, there it is. No roids, just rage. Nice. Hey guys, in your opinion, with all these trade rumors surrounding Kane. The newest ones to Dallas. I do see a lot of promising prospects that Dallas has, but we definitely need a it's first not, round pick for Kane. Nope, There's nope, nothing nope. going. That on rumor with is Dallas. not true. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I hesitate to like rip people because I do think the person that has that report probably has a few sources just based on his profile and some of the work he does. Yeah. Um, but we've been told that that specific rumor uh, is not true. Um, from several sources, not just one, not just with the team, whatever. Um, there are people whose job it is, part of their job anyway, to generate clicks, to generate traffic. Um, and I think we should let people know, because this kind of came out too. Like someone said, well, you're shooting down a rumor so people listen to your podcast. Like, we are not paid by the click. It doesn't work that way That's for us. It's not the business model, yeah. yeah. So we're not trying to like, oh, it's – Let's let's stir things up and try to. We're never gonna click generate. Like, yes, we want you guys to listen and we want you guys to read our stuff, but we're never gonna manufacture information just to generate clicks. We're not paid per web hit. We're not paid per download. We will. It we will never use the term sources to generate anything. Like we don't deal. We with, are we, don't we are a panel rumors. that will will say that, knowing that it is backed up by one hundred percent information. Um, and and we're not in the business of being like newsbreakers, but we're kind of. I don't want to speak for everyone, but a, a, as far as what the information that that we're able to uh, find out, it's more of kind of confirming things or making yeah. sure that what we're seeing is actually, you know, what 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 can you what can we take take as as more fact and more uncertainty yeah we're not gonna be creating rumors on this show no. we'll address rumors but we you can guarantee that we've reached out to our collective sources to, to get more information we're never gonna be the hey you heard it here first so and so is going to here or whatever yeah i you would know, i would say this we're I, not in that business don't yeah don't look at us to break like trade news look for us to have information on what's happening with the team Right, how, how things are behind the scenes, uh, how coaches and players are getting along, how players are behaving or reacting to things that are going on. It's not going to be like, we got this tip, the Hawks are trading for this guy. That's not the kind of sources no. that we have. Plus, but the, we, have, we, have, we have people that can tell us the reality of what's happening in the Blackhawks, and the reality is, as of this moment, that that conversation with Dallas or anyone else in Patrick Kane is not happening. It is fluid, as we've said every episode this summer because these guys truly don't know what they want to do yet. And I don't think they're going to figure it out this summer. I think they're going to start the season, see how things go, see how it feels. And then they'll make their decision during the year. I don't, I don't want to be the guy that constantly tries to break news. There are established guys who do much better jobs than I will ever be able to do at that. Elliot mm -hmm. Friedman, you know, Derek yeah. Dreger, <laughs> Bob McKenzie, Frank Saravalli. Frank, those are the guys to go to. Kevin for Weeks stuff. apparently Kevin is Weeks now like is, is yeah. in tune with it. <laughs> I can never get on the level of those guys. Nor do I want to. I don't that's want. A, I don't want to be. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be in that. Bit. I would not rather. A life I want. <laughs> I don't want to predict things. I don't want to break news. I would rather just give you sound opinions and analysis after the fact. After it happens, that's mm -hmm. what I want to do. I don't want to be Elliot Friedman. I love Elliot Friedman. He's a, an amazing guy. It seems like a great job. Yeah, I don't want to be that. I don't want that. I, I don't. I don't want that. I don't want it. I've yeah, yeah. Guys, guys like that, like Adrian Wojnarowski, Sham Sharania, like I do no would not want that life. No, because because it doesn't stop. There's so much of being right and being first and having things like having things exclusively. You're constantly battling every other reporter yeah. to get yep. that news. And if you get one wrong, you're an ass. Yeah. And you're an idiot yep. and you're a hack. Despite like, like, the 10,000 you've gotten correct before. Like a guy like Darren Dreger. Like he's, 
he's been right about things, but he's also been wrong. And that leads to a lot of people being like, uh, oh, yeah, what's he got to say? Right. Like, yeah, no, I get it. But it's also like, I, I no, that's not, not, a I, life pref- I, want. I prefer to deal with facts and things that can be proven. Yeah. That's just my world. Yeah. So when you see stuff, we will always investigate. Yes. And check in with our sources for either affirmation or, like, for instance, when the Frank Saravalli story broke about the Luke Richardson hire, we reached out to our sources and confirmed that that was true. Mm-hmm. Right? So instead of, and they could have said, no, this is not true, and we would have reported that. It's just, a, we're going to verify. We are verifiers of stories mm-hmm. more than breakers of news. So well, look at j- the, uh, the Ryan Husk little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was so weird. Like Kevin Weeks was like, "Yeah, Blackhawks are hiring Ryan Husk," and we were like, "And everybody what? freaked out." And every and yeah, everyone was like, "Ryan Husk, what? What the hell? What the hell?" We reached out to people, and they were like, "No, yeah. that's not uh, happening." It was the weirdest thing. And then twenty minutes later, it was just like Kevin Weeks is like, "Hey guys, uh, sorry, I, I, you know things are fluid. I'm just reporting what I've been told, but yeah. I guess that's not the case." And we were just like, "Yeah, well, that, I think that, too, that wasn't it." An important thing to remember too, like. Kevin Weeks is newer at the news-breaking game than Bobby Margarita or Darren Dreger or whatever. I love so, that you call him Bobby Margarita. I'm sorry. I, that guy, I, I don't know if I told the story before, but I, I tried to get him on the, on the score one day, and I called him, and he answered. And I was like, uh, hey, remember when you break trades and you're my hero and you're, you're awesome? Uh, he's like, can I help you, son? I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I just completely, like, Chris farley myself. And this was recently. This is, like, within the last five years this happened. I oh just completely gosh. got starstruck. That's great. But he's been doing it forever. He is a craftsman. Yeah. Like, you see him like, oh, I'm retired. Oh, it's trade deadline day? Let me swoop in yeah, right, and break yeah. all the news. It's and then draft just- day. I'm going to break the first five <laughs> right. picks before yeah, anybody right. else. Exactly. I still got it. And then so he just, and then he just dips out. Yeah. 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 But, that's like, Kevin Weeks pull, is yeah. learning on the job. Like, okay. Like with the Ryan Husker thing, maybe maybe not everything I'm told needs to go right. To or Twitter. let's let's yeah. double verify, triple well, verify that's, before that's we That's part of the problem. Right? We live in a society, a news cycle, not only just in sports but in general, that people want to be first as opposed to being right. Mm-hmm. They're worried about being right later as long as they were first. And I don't care about being first on I'd anything. Much rather be. I'd rather be right, second, informed, third, fourth, and f- right and than first yeah, and wrong. I'd rather give you some informed analysis than being the first. Not, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, I don't care about being first. Yeah. But you know what is verified? What? Foco. Oh, Ooh. Foco is your verified verified source for all your favorite Chicago sports collectibles. And CHGO has now teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around. Whether it's the Blackhawks, the Bears, the Cubs, the White Sox, or Bulls, FOCO will have something for you, your kid, a friend, or your loved one, or your loved one's kid, or your kid's friend. Whoever you get buying for, FOCO will have it. If you're looking to get some new gear, collectibles, or accessories, FOCO has officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids, and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. It's going to be a hot one this weekend. Get yourself a Blackhawk Speedo, and you're going to be another one. Right. Well, you know, I right. wear my, I wear away. mine so often. You know, they wear out in yeah, certain areas. <laughs> so FOCO has got you covered for your best Chicago merchandise for your favorite team. Head on over to FOCO. That's F O C O dot com. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can click on the uh, link below in the description. And as a special thank you to CHGO listeners for all non presale items, use the promo code CHGO at checkout and you're going to save 10% off your entire purchase. That's 10% off that teeny tiny Blackhawks Speedo. All right. We're out of time. Chuckle Mocha wrote us on Twitter, and it's a good question, but do we have time? Can we do one more, Kevin? Quick one. All right, quick one here. No one uh, else you don't is have here. This, this is not for the screen. He says, if tanking doesn't work out this season and the Hawks don't land a top three pick next year, what would be their best path forward to success? Would it push the rebuild timeline out past five years? Would they be the Sabres 2.0? Well, as Chris uh, Peters told us, this draft is deep beyond the top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, ye- I mean, look, Connor Bedard, Fantilli, probably accelerates the rebuild a little bit, um, but I I don't know if it would if if not getting one of those two, like hampers it beyond if normal. They, if they land like four or five in the draft this year, 
and they and they have Tampa's late round for first round pick. That's pretty good. In the potential Taze Kane trades, they might wind up with another first round. If you get three first round picks, if you don't get one, two, or three, you still like you did this this last draft. You still can get some quality prospects that build up your system. Yeah, I think does not- it does does not getting Bedard, Fantilli, Mitchkov, whatever. Does that not take a year off the rebuild? Probably, but it's still you're still on track. You're still on track. Yeah, yeah. I think not getting one of those top three picks is a disappointment, but it's not a failure. As you mentioned, you got that second Tampa pick. There's there's options to maybe get a third. Mm-hmm. There are going to be five, four to six guys in this draft that could have very easily been number one overall this past draft. Yeah. So getting the fourth overall pick would be disappointing but you're still going to get a very get good, a very good player you're still going to get the top prospect in your organization at that pick yep, yep. so yes the, the the goal here is number one in bedard that's what this roster is built for if it doesn't happen if the, the ping pong balls don't fall your way and you're you know you get a four or five it does it will be disappointing but there's so much talent in this draft you're still going to pick the best prospect in your organization with that pick the consolation prizes in this upcoming draft class in 2023 are much better than in 2022 and maybe tampa has a, a struggles and somehow misses the playoffs or gets bounced <laughs> in the first round and you're yeah. picking 17th 18th as opposed to that's 28th 29th that looks a lot better that's a lot better all right thanks everybody for joining us a lot of people reminding me in the chat to remind you in the youtube to smash that like button hit the like button i'm going to youtube right now to smash it myself smash it Ugh. Hammer. There, I smashed it. That, was good. that felt nice. I like that a lot. That's a, it's a really nice feeling to smash that button. So Jay just it. broke the like button. He I did. It so hard. You broke the uh, Join us tomorrow, 11 a.m. We'll talk about stuff. We don't really know. We don't have a plan yet. But it's going to be great. We promise. <laughs> we, we're doing we the he who shall not be named uh, <laughs> theory. We'll worry about it tomorrow. Eh, yeah. We'll get to tomorrow's we'll show We'll worry tomorrow. about tomorrow's show tomorrow. Yes. Uh, well, you know, it's usually if we're resetting our, like, weekly segment dealios we can do top shelf tuesday and find something fun to do all right we'll figure it out we got 24 we have 23 hours to work it out and matthew cook thank you for the comment you guys are the best can't tell you how much i look forward to you guys every day we look forward to doing it every day for you guys so matthew thank you thanks we'll talk to you tuesday at 11 on the chgo blackhawks podcast